0: Hi guys, it's Caitlin. We are back. Episode number eight. It is about that time where quarantine is hanging in the balance. We are back getting some beauty treatments. The hair has been trimmed, tidied, bleached, saved from whatever the fuck you done during lockdown. And we all know Big Bojo out here confusing us all. Go to Spain. Don't go to Spain. It's almost like that time he was like, go to work. Don't go to work. But if you can work, don't go to work. All that bullshit, and why did we believe on when we were like, yeah, that's fine, go to Spain, do whatever the fuck you want, only to like a week later be like, no, (laughs) I didn't actually mean that. That's not true. That never happened. And let's pretend that it (laughs) never happened. So, speaking of, a few of my clients have been telling me about holidays they have been on because obviously I'm back at work, and um, my boss is actually about to go on holiday as well. So. Everyone around me seems to just be taking it easy, taking a load off, having the best time. And it got me thinking about my holidays and things that... I didn't have any holidays booked, thank God. Nothing really affected me because a lot of things went to shit. So that was... saved me some fucking hassle. And what I was thinking of was honestly about the shit show of me on holiday. And, like, (laughs) some of the situations that I have managed to firstly get myself into and secondly get myself out of so i mean if you can't fully commit to a full circle situation don't do it okay if you don't think i probably i probably could get myself out of that save everyone the fucking hassle and the heartache and the fucking misery and just do not do it save yourself try to explain to people what is actually going on (laughs) Actually, recently, um, because things have lifted and you can travel further than like five minutes down the road to your fucking closest Tesco's, Morrison's, whatever, um, me and one of my good friends went up towards Lot Lomond. Now, he had actually told me halfway there that he'd never been up there before. He'd driven by it, he'd driven round it, but he'd never like been there. And um, he actually mentioned something that I had been thinking of previously that day about my arsehole. Um, now, you're probably wondering... What has your arsehole got to do with a trip to Lot Lomond? Well I'll tell you this, he and I and a few other guys ended up in Amsterdam one sunny, sunny June um a couple of years ago. And as you do, you go with your pals, you have a good time. Now I went with three guys. We've all been pals for a while, like we were all like well like coordinated as to what the fuck was going on. And um we still didn't have a fucking clue as to what was going on. So we got there. The cutest little hotel. The stairs are steep as shit by the way. Like those houses are meant to go up and down. Probably for like, I don't know, people around the height of five foot. No one taller than that because if you're taking a step up, your kneecap's getting it off the next step. Okay, the next couple of steps up, maybe about four steps above, your knees are getting whacked. Forget Carol Baskin and all that Joe nonsense whacking people, right? Nothing's happening they are it's all happening to your knees in Amsterdam on those fucking stairs um, but there's a whole issue with like how steep the staircases are and like there's a whole like method to the madness because a lot of the houses over there have like hooks on top if you've not been like go and have a nosy you'll see what I mean if you're tall and you've been then you know the struggle so we actually all went and we had the cutest little um, like person in the hotel and she was like oh let me show you here and this is the best place and that's the best place and blah 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 because it was like our first time and she was like oh my god have you been before and we obviously were like no so she like forget about the boys like all her focus is on me she's like this is so sex positive and this is where all the girls are and we all love the sex workers and it's all like girl power and she was the cutest thing ever like she actual melted my heart and I just could not handle that so she was <laughs> she was asking me a lot of questions and I'm pretty sure the boys were like why is she not paying any attention to us and I was like ha ah, fuck yes she likes me the best so once she had pointed out, like, their damn lookout, and, like, all the cute places to go, and the best museums to go to, and the kind of planning of, like, the day or whatever, that was fine. So we kind of got to grips, and we done our own thing. She also let us know that the red light um, window situation, all the girls kind of, essentially prostitutes, right, so where all the sex workers are, they, um aren't necessarily all on like the strip of like the the red light district they could be everywhere so like a lot of corners and that you'll just see some red lights and if you see a red light you know what the fuck's going on you know what the fuck's going down and um i would say this for the red light district quite expensive in the bars um, a lot of little virgin boys running about that have clearly never put it in anything other than a fucking sock and um, yeah it's very very uncomfortable for like some of it because you'd, be, you'd just be walking down the street and you would hear this kind of like you know that kind of dorky laugh and like a little bit of snorting and then you would just see the glint off of the braces and the acne and you'd be like ah and then you'd hear them sitting chatting about like the tits that they've just seen or some scary women with a strap on or whatever the fuck was going on in these windows I don't want you know ruin it for anyone <laughs> but these people these kids were just running about going absolutely mental and I was like oh I definitely feel my age I was only 20 so <laughs> that tells you all you need to know I think actually I was 21 but that doesn't matter we ended up booking a pub crawl in the morning while we were running about museums we kind of were like fuck it let's just go we to a few different museums and things we definitely like partook in some of the Amsterdam experiences um, including a boat trip, which had two like people with very very bad American accents, like put through the speakers and the headphones that you had to put on. That she kind of told you all the history and all this like cute stuff about Amsterdam. Um, and we had some stuff on the boat, and we were just sitting, chill and taking the piss out of these people because it was like a kind of husband wife situation. Um, it was very very weird. I can't like think of a better way to describe it than like they're definitely not for the fucking long haul, those people are getting divorced, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was that, but, do you know what, I was on the water, we all know I'll have a fucking boat, so that is the bottom line of it, then, <laughs> so that day, we, like, obviously went to a few cafes, whatever, once we'd done, like, all our kind of touristy shit, got back to the hotel, um, Well, actually, after we left the cafe, one of the boys turned round and he was grey. Like, I shit you not, he was grey. His eyes were so, like, glassed over. Like, just big fucking glazed donuts in the room right now. You could see his fucking brain through his eyeballs. I shit you not, that's how, like, glassy he was. And I was like, oh my god, like, what is wrong with you? He went back to the hotel and just started lying, like, and sweating yeah, his like whole face was grey under his eyes were purple I was like oh my god I've never seen you such your fucking state like it was ridiculous so the rest of us are all sitting there giggling like a fucking bunch of tits and um yeah so then eventually he woke up I'm getting ready for this like night out and um yeah so this is where it starts to go a little bit upside down topsy-turvy we get there it is very very busy the boys are quite quiet so naturally you know from what you've probably heard and assumed that is me alone so can you imagine me with people do you know it's just I talk to everyone I don't shut the fuck up it's fine it's whatever it is so we get there I get a pretty shirt the boys are raging. I get all the fucking bottles poured down my throat, the boys are raging. Like, it's just that, they're kind of sitting quite quietly. I've made pals with some people from, like, California. There's, like, a lot of guys, like, in groups, a lot of girls in groups. It's kind of very, I think we were the kind of, us in the California group were, like, the only kind of mixed people, um, as in, like, male and female racial situation. And we were all just having the best time. But then... Heart wrench and stuff, they split the group up into two different groups. So we ended up, um, in a group not with my people from California. We ended up, um, just I don't know, they took us this like really old man's pub and obviously like on a pub crawl you pay so much and it's kind of like guaranteed drinks at each bar, blah 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 blah. So on the way and you get your shots and all that good fun stuff and the boys are like, oh my god, it's quite quiet in it. And I was like, It is a bit quiet, but everyone's kind of in the same boat. They kinda of stick to who they know and then like you know, once the once the drink is in your system that's what happens in it. Like everyone just becomes super friendly, whatever. Or violent. Depends depends on your own situation. We're not gonna get into it. So basically I end up like befriending all these people. Um obviously I'm with a group of boys, so when I had to go to the toilet, I was just going myself, working up about solo, like, we were making this work. I went in and there was, like, 3,000 lassies in this toilet. And I was like, holy shit, where did we all come from? Like, what the fuck? So, befriending some girls in the toilets, naturally. What else are you going to fucking do? We already know that, like, um, am sharing, like, more mouth over here. We actually had a few wee pals. So, I met two Australian lassies, um, in the toilets. And then at the bar, there were three bazillion guys, a few guys from like New Zealand. And I was like, oh, just head over to the, like, where we're sitting. So the table then became like this wild, like there was so many people. we were all having a laugh. Like, it just became like more and more outrageous. So the, the further we got through this night, the drunker everybody got. At one point I was at a bar and I had just ordered one vodka coke. Because I'm a basic bitch and I'll tell you this right now. Vodka coke is not my drink of choice. I do not like a vodka coke. But I don't think they had cranberry. <laughs> so I was like vodka coke. Was fucking keep, keep it simple. Keep it cute. And she said that'll be 14 euro. So I said babe um, it's just one. Just one vodka coke. And she's like no that's 14 euro. Can I, can I return that? I'm just kidding. I did actually just, I just took it, you know, fuck it. We're in Amsterdam, we're on holiday, we're all fucking steaming. It's fine. And um, then me and the German Girls were like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is so overpriced. We decided one of the deals they had on was like 10 shots of Jaeger for like 8 euro. It's a fucking bargain. We're going to get a steaming. It wasn't even Jaeger bombs. It was not Jaeger bombs. It was just pure Jaeger on its own. I don't think it was selling well, but we definitely had about four rounds of that between like the three of us. Um my closest pal at the time that was with us, he was just like, Fuck no, I am not doing that, Caitlin. He pretended to do it and gave it to me. So you can tell the situation I'm in already is absolutely rat arsed. I am gone. Like <laughs> just as well. This fucking liver's as hard as Phil Mitchell. That is the situation not Phil Mitchell now, because we know he had a bit of drinking problem, but way back in his good old days when he was runabout bashing people's brains in with fucking like wrenches you know that Kenneth L. Mitchell the hard man so then eventually we get to this club, we're all dancing about, more drinks are coming, it's getting outrageous, it's getting out of hand. I don't even know if this is the last club, but we definitely met up with the team that we met when I said that they split it up, they put us all back together. So there we are, I walk in, there's my little California people, we're all screaming, having a good time, like, oh my god, Caitlin's back, and I was like, I'm fucking back guys, I'm here, I'm here, don't be emotional. And um, yeah, so it just was wild. Then... <laughs> Then the boys kind of recessed, like, into the walls a little bit. A little wall a moment for them. And I'm just, like, bouncing about with, like, whoever it is. The Australian girls, the Brazilian boys. All this just staff shit. And we're just, like, dancing. And do you know that way? A few guys that I hadn't even spoke to attracted kisses. And I was like, whoa. We're not here for that. We're not doing it. No, no. No, not a chance. I just, like, politely kind of floated away. I was like, see you fucking later. Bye. Like... I don't kiss people in bars. I don't kiss people in clubs. So then it's kind of like at the end of the night um, my closest pal who's gay is like she has had more than enough. We are going home. So I'm like freedom. Here we go. Like I'm ready to just party up at the streets. I don't even care if I'm by myself at this point. Like, I'm just having the best time. So, I find this burger shop, and it's like a Subway kind of burger shop. So, you literally are just, it's like a build-your-own burger. So, it's the best thing ever. I'm, like, throwing, I think there was jalapenos on it. Was it chicken? I can't remember. Do you know, there was just so much on it. The guys must have been like, where the fuck is this lassie from? Like, what is going on here? She's insane. And I, it came with chips. So I was having a good time. So I was eating the chips while the rest of the boys came over. I see the rest of the boys. I thought it wasn't only three. But I was with one and the other two were still inside. That was fine. But it was very warm still at night time. So I don't even know what time it was. Like, I have no, like, grip on reality right now. Like, I'm just woofed away. And I'm wearing a black halter top, which obviously means no bra. Free the tits. I'm all about it. Um, And, like, black hot pants. Of course, like, this is my fucking, like, lifestyle. Black clothes all the way. And it starts to pour from the heavens. Another boy, we'll call him Barry. Barry has decided he's going to lead the charge. And I am like, all right, you take us home. Me and my burger, we're having a good time. So I'm carrying it. And I get fed up carrying it. And I'm like, it won't fit in my bag. What the fuck am I going to do with this? Ding, ding, ding. I literally put it under my tits. So, if you have big tits, you'll know. You can hold things in them. These tits have snuck out litre bottles of vodka, two clubs, throm clubs. It has, like, smuggled a whole lot of shit. A few gold bars, a sugar daddy's wallet. You never know when you're going to need it, okay? Weapons of choice, okay? Like, see if I was a man. I would be so, so sad if I didn't have these fun bags that were able to carry a fucking shitload of goods and, you know... Free my hands up for some situations. I would be very, very upset about it. So anyway, we we're walking. It is pouring. I am drenched. One of the boys, I think it was Barry, was trying to give me his jacket. But it was like a cotton fleece. There was no waterproof into it. And I was already soaked. And I was like, no, you can keep that. Because I'd rather just have it on my skin. And not have to carry like any more heavy like items. And he was furious. But I was like, fuck off, me and my bugger are doing okay. So then we kind of reach a point where we're like, I don't recognise any of this. Because this is like our third day here. We're there for like a full fucking week. Turns out Barry had taken us a two hour walk in the opposite direction of where we should have been going in the first place. So we're already like half an hour away when we were at the last like bar. And now we're two hours away. So now we're walking all the way back. As you can tell, we're starting to, like, sober up. So this has now, like, become, like, a four-hour walk from us consuming all the booze. You know, it's just out of hand. It is just crazy behaviour. And we're walking back. And I have to just be right honest with you. Because, you know, guys pee everywhere. And they don't really have too much, like, issue of doing so. So... Obviously, it's not the best situation to have to pee out in public and you don't have, like, a toilet anywhere. Now, I do know that Amsterdam have, like, these little, like, pop-up toilets, but we were nowhere near them. We didn't know where we are, like, or where we were, whatever. So, we're walking along, like, the length of the canal. and am bursting. Burger still wedged in the fucking tits. Like, it's still hanging in there. The tits have got a good grasp on it. And I am, like, to another guy. We'll call him, like, Gavin. I'm like, Gavin, I really need to pee. I really, really need to pee. So, Barry and my other close pal, we're going to call him Kevin. So, Barry and Kevin, miles away, doing whatever the fuck they're doing. It's me and Gavin. I'm like, Gavin, what am I going to do? And he's like, oh my God, Caitlin, like, I don't know. you you just need to, like, squat next to a chain. I was like, right, well, you keep an eye out. I'll, I'll power piss. Like, it'll be the fastest piss in your life. You won't even know what's going on. So... I'm, like, propping myself against this tree. My feet are, like, dug in. I should also say the trees right next to the canal. So there's, like, maybe half a foot between the edge of the canal and where I'm pissing. And I'm peeing so fast. Kind of trying to not slip against the tree. I'm, like, oh, I'm finished. I'm, like, about to kind of push off the tree as I do so. I kind of shifted my weight. My foot slipped and I ended up in the mud. Like, had Natalie avoided the pest puddle but I ended up covered in mud, covered in sticks. There's like, stones and leaves in my ass. I'm just like, oh, shit, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm like, where's the burger? The burger's, like, properly still wedged in. Gavin's like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm, like, about to fall in the canal, like, sliding about in this wet, soaking wet ground. Like, all the mud, everything everywhere. Burger's holding on, so we're doing all right. And I'm like, oh, my God, you have having to help me? And he turns around, and I'm like, no, no, don't look at me. <laughs> and then Gavin was like how can I help you how can I help you if I'm not supposed to you? and I was like you just cannot look at me right now like I'm in some fucking state and um I don't think Gavin actually did help but he did try and keep an eye and make sure I didn't fall on the the canal I can't really remember I just remember kind of eventually getting myself back up and um, burger intact and um, then having some plugs in my knickers for the rest of the walk home <laughs> it turns out we weren't even that far from the hotel but I was about to burst but it was that kind of way where your kidneys are like aching and you're like I could die <laughs> if like, this does not come out of me soon so that was the situation we get back to the hotel I immediately run up these stairs, whacking every single knee on every single fourth step. <laughs> as I get to the top of the landing, there's like one one bathroom. So I'm in there and the boys go to the room and I'm <laughs> I pull out my burger and it is honestly the soggiest fucking thing. It may as well have been in the canal for a few days and I've hiked it out. It was gone. It was a goner. I think I just, I don't even know what i done with it. I don't know if I ate it. I don't know what happened. We're just going to leave that there for you to figure the fuck out. i probably put it in the bin. I'm not sure because I was on the FaceTime with my sister trying to explain to her how I nearly died in the canal. So then snuck back into the room. Obviously not really caring what the fuck's going on. I'm like just chilling, having the best time. My sister, she's da 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 i am just like, let me tell you about all this like fucking, let me tell you about this pub crawl we were just on. So I went in and picked up some stuff from um, previous endeavours and I'm just sitting outside um, having a little puff and (laughs) I'm just like honestly having like the worst moment she said something to me I started to laugh I nearly choked to death Kevin's up in the bed now Kevin's gay and he was just like listening to me obviously on the phone because our room was right above the door and he was just like what the fuck is going on and he shouted down like are you okay and I was like yeah, <laughs> in between like actually not being able to breathe. So then eventually just went up a stair, went into bed and um, I was just lying there and I shut my eyes and I was not even in the room. I wasn't even Amsterdam so at this point. Like I honestly think I was just not even attached to the world. I was away, I was gone. What was behind my eyes when I shut my eyes was not real life and I don't know what the fuck was going on but I could feel every single organ spinning like, my whole body, the room, the world, fucking, each single ovary. Like, that was just, everything, every organ in my body was spinning. So, I just kind of sat up. I wasn't freaking out at it, and I was just kind of like, well, this is intense. And Kevin's like, are you okay? So, I'm just kind of sitting for a minute. I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying not to die. <laughs> and he was like, in bits. He was just like, gone. Gavin and Barry are, like, passed the fuck out. Barry had smashed his phone in a timber tantrum, like, when he found out we were going the wrong way. It honestly was a whole issue. Yeah, so that is that one time I nearly died and wasn't attached to the planet. in Amsterdam, now, <sighs> take what you want for it, but just don't piss me in a canal, okay? Just don't do that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully I'm not barred from Amsterdam now, you know. If anyone hears this, you know, it, it's definitely not true. It's um, so. <laughs> uh yeah so it was just a whole fucking mess and for the rest of the trip every single circular thing we walked past Gavin was like oh there's Caitlin's arsehole and yeah so when he brought that up the other day years later I was like okay like I mean I love you but can we just (laughs) let's blanket over the fucking statement of I'm a tit and that probably should not have happened in the first place but it was very, very slippy. It was like stormy, torrential rain. The rain was very warm though, I have to tell you that much. But yeah, so that was that was a situation with booze. Some substance abuse, maybe, is a better term. But, you know, 10 shots of Jaeger for €8 Euro and one vodka Coke for €14. Euro. Are you shitting me? They obviously wanted rid of that Jaeger. That is the bottom line of the situation. Like, There is no other way you can explain that just think always be safe and just think like about the people you're with and you know if you're happy for them to see your arsehole then do it (laughs) i was kidding that obviously was a pure coincidental situation yeah so obviously it's not very it's not ideal it's not it's not ideal then another time that i got myself in some hot water would have to be the time i went with one of my closest friends danny to sunny beach in bulgaria So there's a few stories that I could tell you about Bulgaria, and maybe I will one day get the balls to. (laughs) So we went to Bulgaria. We actually, we travelled all the way from Glasgow to Manchester on a bus because Danny couldn't, okay, so Danny is a bit of a worrywart, and she's like, no, 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 like, let's just wait, let's just wait, and I was like, okay, so it's £50 for train down and back up for when we come home, what do you think? She's like, yeah, that sounds really good. But let's wait. So I was like, bitch, we can't really wait. Like, that's a good deal. I think we should just fucking do it. And she was like, no, no, no. I was like, Danny, come on. Like, it's time to book this shit and go. And we went back to book it, like, the week before we are supposed to go. £180 to get from Glasgow to Manchester and then Manchester back up. Now, that seems a bit fucking steep considering it was, like, less than a third of that last time I checked like that's crazy so we ended up getting the mega bus shout out the mega bus was it the mega bus I'm not sure I think it definitely I think it was the mega bus because she hated the mega bus how many times am I going to say mega bus so she hated it and I was like listen it's like 19 pound each let's just fucking go it's Cheaper than the train anyway. We're not paying, like, the price of the holiday for the fucking train fare. Not a chance. And, honestly, I think train fare is wildly overpriced. Just saying it. Just saying it. And I feel like a lot of people agree with me. So, anyway, we (laughs) finally get to Bulgaria. And can I just tell you, Manchester Airport was a fucking mess. And everyone's like, oh, I always thought it was really good. No, they had, like, two or three check-in desks and one, like, security, like, portal open. And it was a fucking shit show. Like, we stood in line to get our stuff put through um, the security thing for, like, a fucking two hours, three hours. And by the time we got through it, it was, like, boarding. We were, like, supposed to be on the plane because, like, everybody and those people behind us that had just checked in behind us. So we got there super early. Um, and this was all in the same summer, by the way, because I'm a ridiculous fucking freak. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go Amsterdam and let's go Bulgaria. And then I had a wedding to attend when we came back from Bulgaria. So the third holiday didn't happen that year, but doesn't matter. So we finally get to uh, Bulgaria and we had never been before, but we had friends that had been and we kind of knew the script. However... Dani could not help herself, and she decided she was going to fall in love and end up in a relationship before we went, by literally, like, a week. A week before we went on holiday, she was no longer single, she got in a relationship. I was single, I was very, very single, and I was just like, are you having a fucking laugh? Like, so do you know that way, you just know our relationship's going to be, like, texting constantly, on the phone constantly, like, I'm not like that, and I'm just... You know, we'll get into that another time about my relationship situation. But for Bulgaria, we get there, we're having a good time. We book a few things and we go to this place called Cannes Tent. Now, if you've ever been, it's amazing. Like, 100% recommend it. If we eventually can go back to, like, Bulgaria and all that. No quarantine, no hassle, whatever the fuck. No fucking corona. Highly recommend it. We went and it's like a six course meal, you get shots with each course, you get a bottle of wine for the duration, you're at a table with other people, so it was me and Danny, another couple from inner London and another couple from outer London. They were like, oh guys, where are you from? And I was like, oh, we're from Glasgow. (gasps) Oh my God, Glasgow's so rough. Oh my God, Glasgow's crazy. Oh my God. I was like, hang on, who told you? Secondly, Where are you hearing this from? (laughs) Because it later devolved into how each guy from those relationships had, like, either witnessed someone being stabbed outside their house or, like, someone in school got attacked, and I was just like. I mean, I've seen people get beat up, but I've never, like, had anything that fucking violent, like, please relax, I was like, I think London sounded a hell of a lot fucking worse than Glasgow, kids, like, let's just keep it there, and it's definitely coming across like I hate London because of the boys in last week's episode, (laughs) but these people actually were amazing, so, you know, each to their own, Um, well, the guys were, anyway, and one of the girls. So it kind of gets to the end of the show, there's like all this stuff going on, Um, there's a group of boys at another table that had kind of clocked me and Danny when we came in, because obviously we're dressed up, it's like a big kind of dinner thing, it's very, very nice, and we we're looking here, but Danny's like bounced out three or four times now we talked to this boyfriend way back in Glasgow, and I'm like, can you just like be here and enjoy this, because I'm very, very much like living the moment, living the experience, like do what you need to do, put your phone down, put your phone away. Like, there's people here in front of you, he'll, like, he can get a text, and you can phone him when we're back at the hotel, like, do what you want to do, but, like, I'm here and now, and that's the situation. So, it kind of gets to the end of the show... We're doing shots. Now, these lassies for London can't handle eating harder than Baileys. Now, I would have a full fucking, like, probably a full bottle of Baileys and a few bits of ice cream or ice cubes or whatever the fuck it is I'm doing. Baileys isn't hardcore. Shit, you not. So, we're sitting doing Baileys. Now, I've never experienced this anywhere else in the world, but this guy came over and lit the Baileys on fire. And I was like, why? It's not like, I think it's Sambuca they lit on fire. But I was just like, it seems a bit excessive. It's like a kind of creamy shot. Why is it on fire? So it doesn't matter. Danny comes back in for the shots. We're all having a good time. The boys at the next table have like seen that I'm kind of a lot of the time by myself and I'm definitely not in a couple. So one of them comes over and is like, Come and dance with us and I was like, Here we fucking go, let's have it. So I'm away dancing, of course. One of them's like, the guy that asked me to dance has got like a proper good grip and he's like proper slow dancing with me and I was like I have never experienced this in my life like this is crazy he's also from like England somewhere and his name I think it was Sam I can't be sure and um, <laughs> yeah he was dancing with me telling me how he was a bartender like for the summer he was living here blah 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 and he kind of went in for the cast. now I've already said I don't cast in like these places so I kind of just turned my head to the side and um, that was it and I was like I'm gonna go back and get more shots I like a shot, I'm going to go, see you later. So then I go, and I'm sitting for a bit, and the girl's like, oh my god, you're so confident. And I was like, enough, let's get more rounds of Bailey's in, please. (laughs) So then we end up going just around the table, talking shit, and then I can see Big Sam kind of walking past, and he's kind of like eyeballed me. And I was like, "Mm, okay, here we go. And we all know, I like to refer to myself as a hunter, hunting the prey, stalking the prey, going on all that good shit, gotta go after what you want that's the bottom fucking line yeah so I kind of like sneaked around the tables and kind of followed him a little bit and he clocked me we had gone downstairs so I kind of followed him downstairs obviously like some sort of fucking like spy movie situation I have like snuck round he's spotted me next thing I know I'm like pushed up against the wall like we are like having a proper like tonsil tennis situation it's hot and then I kind of like pushed him off and I was like I'll see you later and went back up the stairs now I went down with like color red lipstick on and I came up with a nude lip he came up looking like he just fucking like ripped some poor animal to shreds so it was very very cute um and then he actually came over and gave me his number and I never spoke to him again then we get on the bus. Now, I should say, obviously, I had stated before that the Cannes tent situation was quite fancy, quite nice. Like, a lot of families, a lot of slightly older people. And me and Danny are, I think, 21 and 20... 20? 20, 20 and 21. And we <laughs> she has been away, but she then came back to the table and kind of caught up on the drinking. She finished her bottle of wine. And then I think um, I kind of threw her some extra shots. Um... Because then the other two lasses stopped drinking. It was just us and the boys. You know how it is. And we get on this bus home. So the two couples are in the back. Because it's quite a small community like bus. So two couples are in the back row. We're in the second last row, to the left. To the right side of the bus there is like <laughs> a teenage boy who must have been like maybe 16 and his mum. And the rest of the bus was like kind of older couples who were maybe like well late 30s 40s and then some kind of older like grandparent style people so you know we're in for a good time when these people are the people you're surrounded by and um I'm sitting talking to one of the girls behind us and Danny is not looking cute she is not looking cute at all and she's just like Kaelin okay, I'm, I'm gonna be sick and I'm just like get that head between those knees tactical whitey like just if you're gonna be sick get a head between your legs now I should also explain a tactical whitey I've done this to Danny a few times and I've done it actually to a few of my friends a few times. A tactical whitey is when you tactically throw up to prevent the end of the night or to prevent like um, involuntary spewing. So she didn't have to like tactical whitey in the sense that she made herself sick. She put her head between her legs, I lifted my feet off the ground and she, we were in the splash zone, she she spewed all over the spot. And this teenage boy and his mum are just watching this unfold. I'm trying to pretend there's nothing going on. Still talking to the people behind us. Talking about how we're going to go and like get more drinks at another bar. It is out of hand. Danny is like not coping too well with us at all. So then we end up coming out. We walk all the way back to their hotel. It's just crazy. We end up... She's on the phone to this boyfriend. I'm in the bathroom when we finally get back to our own hotel. And uh, I'm brushing my teeth and I don't know what the fuck happened but I suddenly end up on the floor. I've like smashed a Petri dish situation. There's like um, a little soap dish that was like a glass just glass on like a metal ring sitting out the wall. I've managed to smash that. Then we're eating pizza. Like this is how like patchy the night became because we finished like all the alcohol at the table. I come in and Danny's just looking at me. She's holding the phone. She's like he's just told me that he loved me. <laughs> and I was like oh for fuck's sake and she goes I just hung up (laughs) so I was like we need to go to bed we need to go to bed so (laughs) I wake up in the morning and there's suitcases like piled up behind the the door and the hotel the hotel room door and I'm like what the fuck is going on right now And she she was like, oh, my friend texted me and said that people are getting kidnapped. Um, Girls are doing this and girls are doing that. And I just thought I didn't want us to get stolen. And I was like, babe, I'm six foot tall and we're surrounded by like English families. This is a family run hotel. We are not going to get pinched in the night. like." And also we weren't even here until about six o'clock in the morning. Like, what the fuck? So, yes, she was very, very embarrassed of her um, spewing at the bus. Yeah, so that was pretty mental. We actually, well, that's only one story from Bulgaria. There is quite a few, and um, yeah, I just thought everyone's having a shit time. Let's talk about the things that like could have been really, really risky. And you all, are you already have been told, and you already know the story of the French kidnapping. <laughs> Um, the fact that we just can't be left unattended any of us apparently like none of us are like able to fucking cope in the real world as adults um yeah so everybody get your masks on the arm industry i don't want to hear any fucking snash about it do what you need to do. stay safe think of others yeah i hope you've enjoyed this holiday themed disaster shit show fucking mess You all know that I'm a staunch Catholic, you know, so Catholic, set my fucking anal beads in holy water before I use them at all times, always, 100%. And I just wanted to say that I bumped into another idol, I know, can we believe it, that's like two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row and I've bumped into like mega stars, okay, mega stars. This guy has to be protected, bulletproof glass. He has to be protected at all costs, he's very, very important. Well, I think if people go and see them regardless of religion, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know the fan base. I don't know what his fans are like, okay? I don't know. I'm gonna pop that up on, on the Instagram. So if you're on the Instagram, keep an eye. We are coming to the winter time. Everybody start taking vitamin D tablets. Stay safe. The gyms are opening soon. Can't wait. So, everyone, if you are feeling a bit blue and glum and things are getting you down, just chill the fuck out. Have a bath. And yeah, I hope you guys are all feeling good, doing good. As always agony aunt wasted is here the instagrams are open if you have any feedback any thoughts whatever the fuck you want to share i'm not accepting dick pics any sort of like dates i'm not taking any sort of weird chat i'm not doing it i'm not into it this is fun it's fun it's fun it's cute it's not deep it's cute it's fun okay so that brings us to the end of this week's episode you motherfuckers and i'll see you next sunday Thank you.